Welcome to the ENS HQ podcast, the only show you need to help you become a better ENS domain name investor. Join your hosts, TJ Larkin and Mike Higgins, as they dive deep into the world of Web3 domain names and bring you actionable ideas, concepts, and tips on how to make smarter decisions on your ENS investing journey. If you're looking to up your game as an ENS investor, or just want to learn what all the excitement in the space is about, you've come to the right place. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to the ENSHQ podcast. I'm here with Crystal again. Uh, how's it going, Crystal? Fabulous. How are you, TJ? Doing excellent. Doing very well. <laughs> I'm excited to chat with you about this, um, yeah. this article that you wrote. I want to do an episode here, just no news, no... Uh, nothing about what happened yesterday, whatever, just solely speaking at a high level about subdomains, which you wrote a great article on, um, which was in the ENSHQ newsletter. Go check it uh, for April 12th or 13th, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into it. So tell me a little bit about you know subdomains, how, how you see these potentially being used. I know your article was specifically about musicians, so maybe we'll just, if for, even though we're gonna talk about musicians here, and bands and, and whatnot, any of anything we're talking about can apply to any sort of company, community, um, yes. person, famous person, celebrity, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it all applies, but let's stick with music because I know you love to talk about it. I so, sure do. Yeah. Kind of light me up there. So yeah, yeah the, obviously um, a few weeks back now, the, the ENS name wrappers, um, you know, became available. And so I kind of went down some rabbit holes. I'm like, man, I wonder how, how musicians can use this. Or like you said, basically any marketing company in any industry, um, to streamline and segment their, their customers. Um, this would be really valuable. I, I foresee this being used in the future a hundred percent. So yeah, for this week, I just targeted, um, or use musicians. Um, like I said, huge Eric church fan. So I use him as, as an example in quite a bit of my, my writings. Um, but I wanted to give some examples, right? Cause the music industry is evolving a ton of it's digital already. And so I think a lot of these, um, um, artists and their, their teams behind them are comfortable and familiar with technology and in the digital age. So this is just going to be like a no brainer um, to incorporate now. I mean, they really, there are some artists that have already released um, digital albums only. And, um, but yeah, so I gave a couple of use cases. So the first one, um, obviously you could use a ENS name wrapper. You could create a subdomain that is uh vip.ericchurch.eth, right? So, or like Eric Church in particular, he has a lot of musicians have a, a name for their fan club members, right? So his is the church choir. Um, so you could do vip.churchchoir.eth. Um, and then anyone who has um, access to that, or maybe they would do crystalzern.vip churchquire.eth who knows um something like that and then they can segment their their fan club members right so they could say all right anyone who's gone to a minimum of of five concerts gets this vip um you know clearance or whatever or or just pay a certain amount of money or whatever um but then anyone who has that that sub name 
access can can they can offer a whole range of things. They can offer meet and greet opportunities, um, VIP ticket packages, early access to to tickets, limited edition items, um, a personalized greeting or birthday wishes from from the artist. Um, so again, the the marketing teams can can kind of segment however they want which which features they want to give to which um, group of their fans. Um, another thing that I thought was really cool is they could use a sub name for for each um, stop on the the concert tour, right? So you could have uh, Chicago dot ericchurch.eth or or if you wanted to do multiple layers to the sub name you know chicago.events.ericchurch.eth or whatever redrocks.ericchurch.eth mm-hmm. um and then when the user buys a ticket they can receive a, a po-op right proof of attendance um digital token if you will in their wallet and that's that's their proof of attendance that they were there and then uh, Eric Church's team could push out like official photos from that night's show. Like the next day, you would have access to those to his private photographer um, or video highlights, the set list. Um, and hey, we know you were there. If you want to buy um, this, Eric Church puts out a lot of artists put out custom posters that you can buy that are specific to that night's show with the city date and tour name on it. Hey, if you want to buy this for the show you were at, you can get, you know, 25% off in the, in the online store next week or what have you. Um, person, like, I just think music fans are so passionate about whoever their favorite artists are. Anything that seems like it's exclusive and Hey, I, you can only get this if you were there. I just think that could just be huge. I think it would just, again, grow the, the, the mutual love between the, the fan and the artist and, and make them even more sticky and more wanting to, you know, continually engage with them by, you know, how do musicians make money, right? By going on tour, merchandise, um, you know, obviously selling their albums and songs online. That's great. But the next one I want to talk about, the big way that a, t- a lot of musicians make a good chunk of money is in their merchandise sales, right? So like I mentioned above, you could you could have a, a sub name for people who have gone to a specific show and then they can unlock, you know, custom merchandise that way from that show or only your VIPs. Air Church has, again, his church choir has access right now on his online store, they have a special portion of the online store that's only available to the church Mm -hmm. choir, right? The general public, they can buy a bunch of stuff, but there's a whole uh, separate, like, you know, specialty items that only, only fan club members can buy, which, which is awesome. Um, So you could kind of utilize the, the sub name wrapper that way too. Um, I'm thinking I had this crazy idea. I'm like, me personally, I'm like, how cool would it be if in my digital wallet I held, um, you know, a bunch of po-ops and um, 
basically just a digital footprint of where I've been and which concerts I've been to. And what if the, and I feel like utilizing uh, AI in this is, is not a, a big stretch of the imagination for the future. Um, but they could, they could like assess your, your wallet and see what shows you've gone to or what other merchandise you've already bought or whatever. And they could, personalized like hey crystal i'm going to sell you this this hoodie that on the back of it it lists every show that you personally have been to um the dates the city the name of the tour and then on the front it has this super cool like i'm a vip or i'm with the band you know icon or or whatever i mean i'm not kidding i would pay a hundred dollars for that right now today easy that almost sounds to me like you're talking about and I, I've never heard anybody mention this, but you, but it makes perfect sense. It's, that's a really cool idea. It's almost the concept of a po-op, right? Which is, Hey, I can prove that I was here and just turning that into a physical good, right? Utilizing your po-ops to then make a shirt or a jacket or something that, that, uh, shows the same thing that the po-op shows. So now you can prove it in your digital life, uh, on the po-op, and then you can prove it in your personal life on your body. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure there's I don't see why that could be done today. I don't even think you need AI for that. I think somebody could do that today. That's true. Yeah. But again, we're, they could, but we're, we're, again, we're so early with what we're talking about. Right. So it's going to take somebody to really dig in and start doing all of these things you're talking about to then recognize the value in going that extra step for doing the physical thing like you're describing. Right, right. Like, I don't know. I'm like we've said, I'm not a developer. So I I can't write the code. I don't know exactly how the back end would look. But I, I am confident that it's definitely doable, right? You would just, yeah. yeah. Well, there is so already, and this should be valuable to people to, to recognize, there are already marketing companies that understand how to watch wallets, how to see what's in wallets, and then tailor experiences Mm -hmm. or some of the things you described that already exists. There are actual marketing companies doing this now. Again, it's in its early stages, I believe, and it's not amazing yet, but it's getting there where what you were saying is, okay, let's, Hey, we want to reward our top 1% of members. So it could even just say, Hey, give me the top 1% of wallets with the most po-ops from concerts that I have. And that'll take two seconds just to, and you can just pull that out. Oh, here are our biggest 400 fans. Okay, those 400 fans, invite them all to VIP. Yeah. I mean, to VIP meet and greet at the next concert, all of them. Exactly. Like, and you, yeah. just instantly, like, and it's all trust-based, right? I mean, there, you don't have to trust. It's all proven because it's on the blockchain. Right, right. And there's definitely going to be a period here where where you have to, well, here's a, a business idea. I'm sure it's out there already, but a company who who transfers the information that companies already have in their databases on their clients and their history, purchase history and all that. And, you know, forwarding that on to like matching it with, with that person's new digital wallet. So that, cause otherwise like it's hard, right? You don't want to like, I don't want to just start my digital history with Eric church today. Right. I want, I want them to be able to look back and see that I was at, you know, whichever shows. So, but again, I'm sure that uh, technology is, is out there or available or some, some company just needs to, to market the heck out of it and explain the value of it moving forward to, to their users. But um, yeah, I think, I think those things are all, will all 
happen at, at some point that all this stuff is going to get figured out. Yeah. And then as far as the, the subdomain aspect, I think one of the cool things, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that, and I, I don't, I'm not in any music fan clubs or anything. So, so you'll have to tell me how, you know, how this would work or if this, if this really matters to them, but I can imagine lots of groups, um, this would matter is part of what makes the ENS subdomains great is that you can actually make it so that let's say I got, uh, or you got crystal.airchurch.eth they could make it however they wanted, whether that's um, a regular NFT that you could actually sell mm-hmm. or they could make it so that it is a um, equivalent of a soulbound token where it can't move from your wallet. Yes. A- am I right about that? Yep. You're totally correct. Okay. And yeah, they can, you know, with the name wrapper fuses, which are basically permissions, um, they can set how long, you know, a timeline, they can set permissions for how long you, you have that, you know, sub name. It could be an annual thing. Hey, you get, you get crystal.ericchurch.eth, but you only pay, you know, you paid 500 bucks for the year. So you get that name, but it expires in a year if that's was the same. And even, yeah. And even like, um, right. You went to the concert last night. All right. We're going to give you access to buy, a shirt at a 25% discount, but only for the next two days. And then after yep. that, that permission is revoked, right? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing that you have to do on your end, right? It's like a coupon that expires. Um, so yeah, it's just, there's, ugh, it's so good. I just see, a, I just think there's a lot of potential good use cases in, in both ways, of course, for making subdomain NFTs sellable or, or tra- let's just call it transferable. Mm-hmm. Versus making ones that are soul bound, meaning once it's given to that wallet, it cannot move again. And of course, that's the main one I'm thinking of as far as uh, wanting to give something to someone to know that they they are the only ones who can have it or who can use it, and it can't go to anybody else. I'm sure. And you know, there's is, a big issue with that, right? Where oh, oh I, I, I would like, give something to somebody, but I don't want them to just give it to somebody else because then they didn't use the reward, right? Especially in person type things. And even the, think about it, like, I think this is already happening, right? With Ticketmaster incorporating NFTs for their tickets, right? And there's the whole blow up with Taylor Swift fans who got really loud and really angry because um, bots or whoever bought up Mm -hmm. all the tickets and stuff. And Ticketmaster basically just allowed it or, you know, and Mm -hmm. then fun fact, Ticketmaster actually owns, um, some of the secondary market resellers and they, right. And so they're, 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 are they just selling them to themselves to then just put them on that market because they know a Taylor Swift's going to sell for a lot more. So why sell them for 500 bucks if they know they can just transfer them to their other brand that they'll get two grand for them uh, and just be their own bots or something. I mean, who knows if that's what it is. And I know a lot of artists are, um, specifically they won't, they're like, no, I'm not gonna, there's a country artist named Zach Bryan. And he's like, look, I don't like, um, demand-based pricing. I don't like, you know, Ticketmaster and Live Nation's monopoly. And so I'm not going to play any venues that are run by them. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, that stinks because it limits him to where he can play. Mm-hmm. However, it's giving him that control to set mm-hmm. his ticket prices and release them to whoever or through whatever channels he wants to, right? To ensure that his fans get the tickets and not, you know, scalpers or or just bots or resellers. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. And like you said, you can you can ensure that um 
that the ticket is actually being sold to the person that you want it to be sold to and they can't transfer mm -hmm. it. They, they have to go, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I think a big use case uh, for this, actually, we should have talked about this. I, I um, the Ticketmaster example was, uh, what's that? It's some weird, it's the kind of music I don't like, but uh, some heavy metal-ish type or something. They were the first one to use this. Uh, what the hell's their name? Because he was on uh, Kevin Rose's show. I heard that episode and it was really good. He seemed like a real good guy and smart, really smart about the space, even if I don't like his music. But um, uh, th they were the ones who, who pioneered this or did this for the first time a month or two ago on Ticketmaster, where what they did is they had their VIP Avenged with Avenged Sevenfold. Sevenfold. Avenged Avenged Sevenfold. Sevenfold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so what they did was, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, at least at a high level. They have their their fan club, VIP club, which is I think is just their NFT. They have a, they have a 10K collection. Um, and so what they did is they said, the, they get the first, if you hold one of those NFTs, yep. you get, I don't know, a day or two, of only people with those NFTs are allowed to buy the tickets to the concert. Yep. Nobody else can buy it unless you were in there. So what that did is now, again, I don't know if they're big enough, but just imagine this is Taylor Swift, right? So oh, where yeah. there is massive bot demand and, and scalping demand where she could make sure that her true fans are the ones who are able to buy tickets. And the way she could do that is utilize NFTs and potentially subdomains within her fan group or fan club to say, you have to have done X, Y, Z to prove you're a fan. I'm sure these are things they'd want to do, right? Like, oh, you've watched yep. enough videos. You've, 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 they could even make it a survey. I mean, who knows what it could be that you now get this subdomain and then only people with the subdomain could buy the tickets for the first 72 hours. So yep. then, you know, all the, there are no bots buying it unless the bot, you know, that wouldn't be a bot. If they put in all the time and effort to get the, the subdomain, then, then fine. Um, yeah. And that you're solves a lot of the problems, right? Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, Avenged Sevenfold, they beta tested it in two two cities, tickets to two of their cities that, like you said, they had to have um, a certain NFT in their wallet. Um, so it was token gated. And so they said it was hugely successful. They said over a thousand people. So 1,000 of the 10,000 NFT yeah. owners utilized it. And got mm -hmm. access to these tickets. They they loved it. Um, it worked great. And of course now, um, Ticketmaster and and other artists um, are rolling this out. You know they're going to be rolling this out. And right now we're going to be seeing it with sporting. Um, you know sports teams, any kind of events, right? So it's yeah. uh, it's a cool uh, cool utility for it. Yeah, absolutely. And seeing, it was kind of interesting to see Ticketmaster do this. There's a ton of companies that mm -hmm. are trying to get into this. It's funny, actually, I'll give my personal experience. I dealt with it today for the very first time this morning. Um, I I had got an NFT from Carly Riley, who hosts a show called Overpriced JPEG. She's really, really mm -hmm. sharp in the space. Yep. It's, it's a bankless uh, podcast. Yep. Um, and she has her own NFT for her fans, which are mostly very serious NFT people and builders and collectors. And she's doing a... I don't like a tour, which is really just to kind of get together in, um, in here in Austin where I am. Mm -hmm. And she utilized a company called token proof, which again, I've heard mm -hmm. of, but I just never had any incentive to use them. So she was saying, okay. And the, the CEO of Yuga labs, which is, you know, the board apes company, they're worth, yeah. they, they were valued at $5 billion a couple of years ago. The CEO of $5 billion company is coming to this small meetup with a hundred people. Well, 
the way you get to go is you had to have her NFT, right? Just like the mm-hmm. Avenged Sevenfold. And then you utilize this app called Token Proof to prove that you own that NFT to then get access to buy the ticket. And it was super smooth. It was super easy. I mean, the only thing I'm a little hesitant is I had to sign into my wallet on my phone, which I don't generally like doing, mm-hmm. but whatever, it's not that big a deal. And so outside <laughs> of that, it was super smooth, easy. Now I just go to my Token Proof uh, app and I can see in my wallet there, like it shows a ticket to this event, right? I mean, it's just super easy and straightforward. Yeah. And I don't know. I, and I could see, I mean, obviously Carly can do what she wants, but she could, you know, after the event, if, again, if she filmed it, if she says, Hey, here's everybody's email. If you signed up, like everybody, you know, anybody you connected with, you want to chat with, or, Hey, we're going to do another zoom with the Yuga CEO in a month. And anybody who was there gets to be on it. Like who knows what she mm-hmm. could do anything. It's possibilities are endless. And it's all provable because she's utilizing NFTs for this. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yep. So You're right. Just even as a user, I, I, it was awesome and easy good. too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the most important. Well, easy, secure, and you know, you yes. can trust, you can trust that even though you don't have to trust. Right. But <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you don't have to trust because the system inherently is, has trust because that's it's how it's designed. Right? So, that's, right. that's the whole point is that you're removing the need for trust. Yeah. So with, with Ticketmaster, the, this idea of like, you know, you said they have these secondary markets that they profit from and, you know, these supposed bots and like all this stuff, like, is there fraud and collusion going on there? I mean, I'm not accusing them of, them of that, but what I'm saying is it's possible, right? right. The, the system is not trustworthy to say definitively that is not happening, right? right. Where on blockchain, and if this is all done the way the way it should be via NFTs and blockchain, you can definitively say it's not happening. And number two, mm-hmm. more like, you can just look at the damn blockchain and figure it out, right? right. I mean, this yep. is going to become, by the way, a massive industry. There's already guys um, famous on Twitter for doing this of being kind of detectives, like blockchain detectives, right? Oh, yeah. So yep. it doesn't mean somebody couldn't scan somebody on the blockchain. Of course, we know that happens. But the point is, you're leaving a, 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 a trail that anybody could find, right? So if, if yeah. some company is doing something like I'm saying Ticketmaster could do, if, if they were using blockchain technology and doing something like that, people would be able to find it because the system is, it's all their permanent record, unchangeable, that nobody would do it, in, not nobody, but nobody like Ticketmaster would do it because it'd be too easy to find out and then their entire business goes zero because they were being shady and we can, we can prove it. Exactly. Yep. It's all public open source, man. Yeah. Think, think about if every company ever would have open books. That's, that's almost exactly it. Right. Like yeah. it's yeah. on the blockchain. It's all public. So yep. yeah. Yep. Exactly. exactly. So what about, do you have any specific thoughts on the idea of community and how subdomains could be used for um, community in, in any respect, again, what, speaking of the community of their church fans or any in general? Yeah, I mean, it kind of ties ties in like what, what we've talked about already. But, you know, if you think about the community of, of fans that he has, right, like every it's all siloed. There's there's a Facebook group of Eric Church fan club people and then there's a discord server and then there's probably a Twitter, um, you know, following um and so there's all the uh, telegram group, there's all these mm-hmm. different separate groups and like the same person will have to create a username and login for each one or go to each, you know, each 
place online to to find information or chat with different people or oh my friend is in this group and not that group or whatever whereas again like web3 man you can just have one like one path to a community um you know forum or whatever that's similar to like discord where you can have like sub like channels or or categories or whatever but it all plugs into the same to one database one hub right so everyone gets connected together in the same place and like i was thinking you know eric church could um host a monthly like q a with his fans or if he wanted to segment and hey only my vips are allowed in or only people who have attended this concert you know have access to this or whatever um i have met so many people that at concerts that I still stay in touch with to this day. And so that would be just another like central hub where we could hang out or chat. Um, I've also gone to concerts alone or gone to concerts with strangers. And so there could be, and maybe, and this isn't um, only specific to web three. I mean, I guess someone could do this right now, or maybe it's already out there, but someone could, create like a find a friend um, feature like in the community where, okay, only fan club members are, are in this, this online community. And here's the group of ones that live within a a hundred mile radius of Chicago where I'm going to go see our church. And so, Hey, does anyone want to come with me? Like there's so many singles that want to go to events and so many people just hate going alone. I mean, shoot, some people won't even go to a movie by themselves, even though you're just sitting in the dark, not speaking. So (laughs) um, I think I, I guess I'm one of the, I'm told I'm one of the rare ones who is totally comfortable going to a concert by myself, um, making new friends, but most people I get aren't. Um, But again, just a place to, to find find your, your people, right. Find others yeah. who have the same interests and, and yeah, you, you just might make some new friends along the way. So, um, well, here's, you just brought up something to me that I, I had, again, this is what makes this technology so crazy is that things, you just can't think of everything. There's just too many possibilities, but speaking of people wanting to meet each other. And one of the things that blockchain can do is give again, coming back to everything is trust of, what you actually, if you want to do this, right, it's all a choice, but like to mm-hmm. do something and prove that you've done it or that you care about it. So for example, mm-hmm. you're saying, let's say you randomly want to meet a friend who, you know, who's into Eric Church. This is probably not the best example for this, but let's just go with it. You want sure. to meet somebody who's into Eric Church. Well, right now, somebody could just post on Facebook, I'm into Eric Church, or mm-hmm. even, a, even a web two version of what right. you're describing. Somebody could just say, oh, I think type of person I want to meet likes Eric Church. So I'm just going to put it in my profile so that they'll find me and then they'll, and I'll pretend that I like it mm-hmm. with web three. You can, uh, again, it depends on what the owner does, but for the subdomain aspect to, there could be a way of saying, okay, to get a crystal dot church address, you have to have either paid for it, been to his concerts, done something that takes actual effort that you couldn't fake, right? You had to do the right. thing to get the name. So now when somebody because again, we're going to have this in the future. It's going to be very easy. These are NFTs, right? So where people yep. will show off their NFTs. This is the future of social media. You show off your NFTs. So 
and they'll be searchable. Another key, right? Oh, right. You can Absolutely. search for NFTs. So you could go into this, this profile you're talking about and say, hey, I want to find somebody who has an Eric Church subdomain because I want to find those type of people. And anybody who has one, you know, is actually an Eric Church fan because they had to do actual effort to get that subdomain, right? So it exactly. creates proof. Yeah. It's proof. They're provably into it. So my first instinct for the other example of this is dating, right? It's like, yeah. okay, this person says they're into the Jets. Did they say that because they saw my profile and I was into it? Now he's talking about it or he, you know, whatever versus like, oh no, I can see in his wallet that he owns tj.jets.eth. Mm-hmm. So I know he's actually into it. He was able to get that domain, which I know takes effort to get it. He wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't just do that to make up. So it creates exactly. this provable nature of everything. And so what I'm thinking is that the subdomain aspect is key. I mean, you could say the same thing about POOPs to some degree, mm-hmm. but subdomains being something that takes more effort to get. And then um, again, how many of them you have, right? So it's like, right. okay, if all you have is Air Church and then you have a bunch of other weird crap, you could say, well, maybe somebody made that up. But if they have Air Church and Luke Bryan and all these other similar ones, you're like, okay, yeah. this person's real. They're, they really are into this music that I'm into, right? right. And you can trust it because there's no, there's no way to fake that they have that NFT. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I hadn't even thought of thought yeah. of it that way, but you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. Man, yeah. just every time we talk about this stuff, right? There's always something else. It's like, man, oh, it could be used for that. Oh, it could be used <laughs> for that. Yeah. This is this is why this technology is so exciting. It can change, I mean, it could change every aspect of our lives and how we communicate and how we how we see people, how we show status, how we engage with the things we we love the most, you know, like all yeah. of it. It's gonna change all of it. Right. Yeah. And, it's just, and this is why it's so good that you and I chat and that everyone in the space, you know, talk and yeah. think out loud together. Exactly. Right. Yep. You don't, there's so much that any one person doesn't consider. And so, yeah. Absolutely. And, and because of the subdomain technology, it allows for building on top of other things. Right. So you bring mm-hmm. up an idea and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. But what if you could just build a subdomain aspect or build on top of that? Yeah. You can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you have to hear these unique ideas from other people that then you can realize how you can put it, take it in another direction or add on top of it. And all this stuff is possible. All of it. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's super exciting. So it is. overall, I would say, I would think you think this is uh, a smart thing for musicians or really anybody, but we'll stick with musicians for now should start getting involved in ENS and getting their name and, and starting to learn how to use this, this technology. Oh, a hundred percent. I think any, any marketing or social media team or person, you're going to have to learn this or you will be obsolete in a couple of years. I'm, you know, you're just going to have to. And uh, trust me, it's like super exciting and cool. Once you, once you dig in and, and figure out some of the capabilities that it has and the, the also a bunch of the, the insights that it would tell you, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of cool business insights now, but you you will have access to know your fans. You could potentially see their wallets and see what other artists they listen to or oh, what, um, you know, you can just capture so much data on your fans and see which, um, which pieces of merchandise or which whatever really resonates with them, which ones sell, which ones don't, um, so that you can kind of just tailor their experience with you even better in the future. Right. So it allows you to get to the granular granular level on a per 
customer per fan basis that you can see and that you can tailor things perfectly to them. Um, that's just true for marketing in general and where this is all right. going to go with, with NFTs. But speaking of the marketing people, um, as you said, in a few years, you're going to have to learn this. Like this is going to be a part of uh, life mm -hmm. in the world, really. But let's say for in the U.S., this is just going to become normal technology, just like smartphones, just like um, the Internet and all this stuff. It's going to be normal. You're going to have to learn it. So you don't have to learn it today. But why not? Why not be first? Right. You know, you're going to have to do it. So you could wait three, four years when you're forced to do it or you could do it today and be one yeah. of the first and become an expert at something that's going to be massive. Right. So that's well, where the incentive is for these people. Do it right. now before everybody else does it. And of course, in the in the music industry, think about all these up and coming artists and singer songwriters and when they're considering which label they want to sign with, you know, obviously you want to put your best foot forward. You want to show them all the resources and capabilities that, that you can offer them. And this is like the perfect way to make yourself stand out and prove like, Hey, we're, we're at the forefront. Oh, those other yeah. guys, they didn't even mention this. I mean, that just puts you at a different level. And uh, I mean, it's, it's just a no brainer if you ask me. I agree. Why, why not be on the cutting edge again? Everybody mm -hmm. is going to appreciate that you're doing that. Like you said, your artists, your fans that you're trying this, even if it, you know, it's not massive today, it's not going to be massive tomorrow, but it will be in the relative near future. Be one of the first to utilize it and you get all the credit for being first, right? Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, awesome. I think this was a, a great chat about this. Um, anybody, if they want to see kind of what we talked about in writing, check out her article that kind of goes into this, what we talked about more detail, which is on the website, enshq.xyz uh, in the most recent newsletter from April 12th. So um, check that out. And then also feel free to reach out to us, right? What did you yeah. want to say about anybody who, whether it's marketers, musicians, anybody who finds this interesting and may have a use case for it? Oh, exactly. I mean, TJ, you and I are in this space all day, every day for the most part. And again, we're not, we don't know everything, but we know quite a bit. And so, you know, ENS HQ, we do offer that consulting services. Um, so even if you're an individual or like you said, a, a marketing team, um, you know, we, we would offer a, a free consultation with you and just to kind of talk and bounce ideas off each other, see if it would be a good fit. If you want us to give you some suggestions as to how you can, can start to implement it, it or if you just want us to point you in the right directions to some other resources um, so you can educate yourself and your team. Um, yeah, reach out, DM me on, on Twitter or email me um, or reach out to TJ too. We're, we're happy to help and, and bring your team uh, to the forefront. Yeah. Feel free to reach out to us. We're available. We want to help onboard people. Um, so yeah, we're, we're approachable. Let us know. And uh, yeah. Any party words, Crystal? Uh, if anyone from Eric Church's team uh, sees yeah, this, especially Eric Church, number I one, will absolutely, I would pro bono um, assist your team with <laughs> with yeah. ENS. Um, but no, just yeah. all jokes aside. Um, yeah, but seriously though, yeah, um, yes. awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much, Crystal. This is great, and uh, yeah. looking forward to our to our next talk. Sounds great. Thanks, TJ. Right. See you, everybody. All right, bye. bye.